Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. The ESPN app, one app, one tap, download it. You will not regret it. Get ESPN wherever you go. Uh, what else? You could download the podcast. We get credit for that because they can actually count it. And, you know, I love getting credit. Your smart speakers say play ESPN. We pop up. Harry Douglas in for Keyshawn Johnson today here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. HD. What's good, baby? What it do, baby? Y'all know I love joining y'all, man. Y'all are like my family. <clears throat> no doubt. It's always good when a good day when HD is around. Hey, uh, are you doing this just in today? No, I, got, no. I actually got to catch a flight. Because but see, of, when Harry I, Douglas I tells you he wife. can't do it, this dude shows up. Oh, yeah. I know I rely on Harry. If he <laughs> says no, a lot of people like <clears throat> will tell you, oh, I can't do the show. But, I, but I, I, Like I'm someone else in this room. All yes. next week, so next week. I'm Excellent. On. Excellent. You can bring me on remote. Yeah, on remote from your house. <laughs> bring me remote. Once in a while, he'll throw me a bone from the house. I'll do it from the house. I would say I did just this just in the other day, like from home. And I said to myself, as soon as I got off, I need to be a studio. Better in studio, yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing, H.G. I just needed my contract. That's right. Jay <laughs> doesn't say contract. word one until he I sees need, dollar one. I just, I just need a, Max, we put in my contract. I'm there every day. What do you need me to do? So I'm, I, I'm in. I'm going to start That's calling Max you. Jay, to me. Jay is your best friend if it's in the contract. <laughs> you can put that. You literally, Jay, say, be bet, BFF be in friend. the contract. In the contract, if you, contract he'll I'm do there. I'm your guy. That's right. Me, I just don't give a damn. I just, hey, yep, I'm there. <laughs> Harry's grinding, no doubt about it. By the way, and other br- people who want to get into this business who are athletes, gotta grind. You want to know how to do it? Watch, watch Harry Douglas. <laughs> like he, he, Harry <laughs> shows up, does the work, prepared again and again and again, all over the place, and that's how you get a career in the business. That's it. How many? How, how long have you been in business now, Harry? Uh, technically two years. Two years. Yeah. Oh, I, remember, I remember the first. I remember time. two years. I'm 15 years. I remember two years. That's 15 years. In, in when you're doing morning radio, uh, like dog years, every year is seven years. Max has been here, but, but, se- but, Max has been here seven years already. I was, one year. I was six foot three when this show began. I go one back year to ago. Harry. Max, when I walked in one day, he was doing first day. I'm like, Max, what's up? He's like, Jay, you look tired. Are you okay? I'm like, yes, I am tired. I'm always tired. It's fine. Jay Will, you know, Jay Will, like, he was like a healthy-looking dude. I came in one day, his whole face was sunken in, bags under his eye. Now, understand, he had a baby at home, <laughs> and he was doing a morning show. The man hadn't slept in six months. But, but I will tell athletes, man, in the offseason while you're playing, that's what I did. Intern at a radio station. That's the best way you can get into it. That's what I did. And radio, to me, is harder than TV, so radio makes TV easier. Agreed. Because people can't see you all the time, and you have to keep your energy level up at all times. So when I go on TV for like an hour, two hours, that's nothing. Because I'm used to being on radio for like four or five hours. But also, and here's what you know, Max put me on this, because he's done radio longer than I have, obviously. I'm a rookie in this whole thing. 
but the bandwidth that you need to have to do radio, the amount of topics that you hit where it's like, okay, talk for six minutes. Whereas you the go depth. on TV yep. with two or three other people, you're speaking in sound bites. Exactly. You can dance. You can move. You know what else? When you, you may have an opinion. This happens to me all the time on this show. If you're hanging out with your boys and you're, ta- you're, you're hashing things out, you know, there's two different kinds of arguments you can make. There's a, or, or, or like if you, if you read something, there's a deductive argument. Let me state my, my topic. Here's my thesis. This is what I think. Now, let me offer you evidence. And in conclusion, let me point you back to my thesis. See, I proved my – here's inductive as opposed to deductive. Here's my thesis. Now – we're going to go on a little journey and look at this. In the end, we wind up in a new place, right? Different. Really good radio shows. You're, you're, ha- you're hashing things out. You, you, you sharpen your blade. You mm-hmm. wind up in a new place. So after I'm sitting here for four hours with Key and Jay or with you and Jay, or, you know, then I get to the TV show. People wonder, how is this guy such a phenom on TV? <laughs> and it's because of this show. Hashing it out. All right. Kendrick Perkins on NBA oh, Today. Boy. Listen to this. We all can agree that Anthony Davis is a top five talent right now. And healthy, look, Anthony Davis healthy. I actually have Anthony Davis picked as my MVP uh, uh, winner for next season. Early prediction. I think Anthony (laughs) Davis is going to come back with something to prove. Anthony Davis has been waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, getting in workouts, going three a days. Anthony Davis looks in phenomenal shape. Anthony Davis has been hearing all the noise, all the chatter. Just remember, two years ago, we were actually having a conversation about who would we rather, Giannis Antetokounmpo or Anthony Davis. That's how elite Anthony Davis was on both ends of the floor. Mm. So when I think about Anthony Davis, in my opinion, one of the most skilled Big man to ever play the game of basketball. It's nothing that he doesn't have in his arsenal offensively on the offensive end. So when I look at Anthony Davis and I look at a Darvin Ham, a coach that's going to put a key in his back, I look at Rasheed Wallace being over there as an assistant coach, I got Anthony Davis motivated and I got Anthony Davis winning the MVP next season. (laughs) Anthony Davis is working out. Anthony Davis is focused. He's getting shots up. Anthony Davis is working on his body. What, he's being a professional? This is what we expect Anthony Davis to do. But let's not act like Giannis isn't working out. Let's not act like Joel Embiid doesn't have the same ambition or drive considering he's been cheated out of two MVPs. Let's act like Dame didn't have an injury that he's waiting to be put on a spot. Let's not act like the goddess went down to the Drew League and LeBron James at 37 years old, who until he had an injury last year, was in the MVP conversation. So I get it all. But what have you done for me lately the last two years? of the body of work for AD, and I think AD is a top five talent. But I'm tired of saying that about Anthony Davis. I want to see it translate to the court. I hope that it does for him as a hooper. I want to see a fellow hooper win and achieve that level of success. But if you're asking me to bank on it, Max and Harry, if you're asking me to bet on it, I'm not going to bet on AD to finish the season strong just because there are things in place to help him do there. There's He's an injury-prone player. And that's what I know about AD. It's hard to compete night in, night out for that amount of time and not be injury for a guy whose body hasn't shown me that it can be durable. It's hard. I can't bet on that. Do you think, Jay, I've let you monopolize the mic most of this show because we're talking about other things. Now that we're on basketball, this is my forte, and I think I should, uh, I'm going to have to interrupt. Um, But do you think that 
AD is never playing 60 games a season again? Because if that's the case, if this is a, if, if essentially AD's real career is already over, then count him out, right? Because, but if you believe that, no, he's going to have full season, not, he doesn't play full season, but three-quarter seasons going forward, if you believe that, I will just remind you. I can't believe that, though, Max. You don't think he's ever playing 62, 64 games again? I mean, I, that's but you don't think so? We want him to. We just don't know if he's going to be able to. And if, 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 if AD's going to win the MVP next year, AD can't average 22, 23, 24. He has to average 27 points, 11, 12 rebounds a game, and be on the floor for the Los Angeles Lakers. And even then, did we forget about that dirt, dirty dog down there in Dallas named Luka? Yeah, Luca. Who averaged 28, 9 rebounds and 8 assists last year? How about Ja? Ja's on a real good team. Ja's coming. Did we forget about KD? By the way, and Anthony Edwards is due to take a jump one of these, you know, like pretty soon. I mean, MVP, like him, top five talent, yes, I agree. Comeback player of the year, probably. Yeah, comeback player of the year. I like the fact that Darvin Ham, new coaches, accountability. I love the fact that they added a coach with a nasty dog mentality in Rasheed Wallace. I think that only helps AD. But, Max, that is the – I don't know so, if okay, he's going to so play that amount he, of games. Okay, I don't know. I don't know either. And recent history suggests he won't. But I also kind of think the law of averages says one of these years he's going to play 62, 64 okay. games, and maybe this will be the year. If that is the case, the last time we saw him deep in the playoffs, the Joker with Jamal Murray had just flamed – Kawhi and Paul George. I saw Kawhi and Paul George on one team. I saw Murray and Jokic on the other. Murray and Jokic were better, period. They were two better players in that series. But when they came up against the Lakers, Jokic had no wins against AD. AD was the clearly superior player, and I will point out, Jokic just won back-to-back MVP. But when I saw him head-to-head, AD was better. So yep. if AD can do that enough over the course of a year, he can win MVP. Jokic was also rewarded for durability because last year he played 74 games. The year before he played 72. Okay, so Alan Yates hates Jokic because he's an Embiid but, fan. But I, 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 assume I will make a case for Embiid. Like, yep. And Embiid played a lot of games this year. Like, I feel like Embiid, Embiid could won. easily win MVP. He could easily he could. Won. Yeah. Let's not, there's not the same chip on his shoulder. You know, like to come out and to work out to be better. So all these reasonings I hear behind why AD is going to be that guy, I can make the same case. I agree. He's probably not going to win. But he's probably not going to win regular season MVP. Think of before you think of Anthony Davis winning MVP next year. But 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 he's one of the ten or twelve or fifteen. And and here's the other thing, guys. Regular season MVP. Who cares? Ten. uh, Sorry. In each conference, ten out of fifteen teams are still playing when the season's over. Right. Ten out of fifteen. So what do you do at that point? Those are the high-leverage games. AD balled out in those games. Jokic didn't. AD did. Uh, Embiid hasn't so far. AD did, guys. Giannis did, and when he did, they won the the whole thing. The year they won the title, the Lakers, AD, what did he average? 26 and and what, 9? 9. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, he has to play at that level. At least. So let me ask you guys this. Let's just go into this, because I've heard this term floored out so much over the last several years. He's a top five talent. I hear that, right? Let's just go top five player. Is he a top five player when no. he's healthy? When he's no. healthy? When he's healthy? Okay, so look. You better look, are you you taking better him look over, at the oh, list. Let's get the, are you taking him over Kevin Durant? No. I'm not. No. Are you? No. Okay. Are you taking him over Giannis? No. No. Are you taking him over Braun? No. Nope. No. Nope. Are you taking him over Steph? No. Nope. Is he healthy? 
Man, you no, stop not, that. No, you, I, I'll you, give it to Steph. I'll that. give it to don't Steph. They both won one championship, but I'll give it to Steph. Okay. Okay, you're taking him over Joel Embiid? I mean, as MVP. You're he didn't win MVP. I take it back, huh? You're taking him over Joel Embiid? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That's five. Okay, that's, that's top five. So yep. uh, I can. You taking him over Luca? No, no. You taking him over? I'll give you another one. That's a dark horse. He's higher than Kevin Durant. I think you might what? be higher than Kevin Durant. <laughs> what? He told what? me. He's he told me. Than, yeah. Uh, uh, about smoking? Per, no. Per, well, Perk told me that <laughs> that's what I think. Perk no, no, no. Is talking Perk about. told Perk told me Steph on the all-time list because we were talking about Mount Rushmores. I said Steph is third-team Mount Rushmore all-time NBA. And he told me that he's higher than Kevin Durant. I can't. That's a whole other subject. And I told him, but I just thought it was a good drop. Listen to this. He's higher than Kevin Durant. I think you might be higher than Kevin Durant. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. There it is. Yeah. Great. I'll give you another one. Are you taking taking Anthony Davis over Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Are you, though? I don't know. Because I know I can count on Jimmy Butler being there. Right. If they're healthy, then yes. If they're healthy, I I, I, I think that's a legitimate question. It is. It is. But Who has has the mentality that you are better on more? Man, Jimmy I'm bet, Butler. I'm betting on that. that, that Who has the ring? I'm betting I'm saying on that you dog. go through a lot of players out and, and have reasonable discussions around. Yes. Who has the ring, though? Like, there's never a lot of room in the top five. AD That's the ha- problem. Okay, well, AD have a ring without LeBron? I mean, I've never no. seen Jimmy play with a guy like LeBron. That's true. That's true. Can't, can't deny it. I, I will say that the year they won the title. He was special. He's special as hell. I'm not saying he's not. A lot of it has top to do Top five with is hard to crack, though, man. Top five is hard to crack. Top five is hard to crack. I didn't even mention Jason Tatum. I didn't even mention Jokic. But if he's healthy, I'd take him over Tatum, though. Okay, yeah. If, I, if, if he's healthy, I'm not, I'd take him over yeah, Tatum. I'm, I'm just saying. It's, but there's too not, many ifs for me, though, man. That's like, a we gotta lot. Keep saying, right like, now, people would take ifs. Embiid, Giannis, and Joker, all three as bigs, right, over AD. He'd be fourth among bigs, let alone, Giannis a big. Giannis let big alone in the NBA. I said Giannis, Embiid, yeah, and Joker. Yep. So that would be AD at four at best. Man. Buster only ESPN MLB insider and host of Baseball Tonight podcast with us now. Buster, what it is right now? What it is, you guys are sucking up all the baseball talk time, talking about the basketball conversation. Sorry, Let's sorry, go. Sorry, man. Sorry, Buster, man. In, uh, uh, Buster, in the history of the Yankees, the number one franchise in the history of worldwide sports, 27 championships, biggest market in the known universe, they, they never let a guy, ever, like Aaron Judge, walk out the door. Never happened. Reggie Jackson, they let him go. They thought he was done, right? They, they never let... Babe Ruth or Mickey Mantle. They get Babe Ruth. They get Reggie Jackson from the other guys. What the hell is going on? Yeah, he's Aaron Judge would go into free agency. I think the Yankees, uh, you know, we talked early in the spring about uh, where their offer was. They wanted to make him, uh, offer to make him the second highest paid outfielder. Uh, Judge's camp was looking for a deal north of where Mike Trout was, and they were miles apart. And I think the Yankees are going to remain disciplined. I-, I think I mentioned to you, Max, I think this, Totally reminds me of when Albert Pools was coming down as a free agent. You know, he played his whole career with the Cardinals, and the Cardinals basically held the line. And then you had an excited owner, Artie Moreno, jump in and make a huge offer to Pools, and so he leaves the team. I think that's the big question going into his free agency: Will the team, you know, look at what Aaron Judge has done this year? Look at his personality, the fact he's checked every box, the fact that he's going to be chasing this big number sixty in home runs, and say. I want that guy to, uh, you know, to be the face of my franchise. Um, that's, that's what it's going to come down to. I Buster. think the Yankees are, Buster. while they might increase their offer a little bit, I think they're going to hold the line. Buster, it's one thing 
to let an aging first baseman, as great as Pujols was, go to an American League team who can also DH him. It's another thing. Max, to make you're overstating. Athletic... Pujols was a great no, no, player Pujols at that No, no, at that point, there wasn't a single person in baseball who thought that was a good deal. That was an awful deal at the time. He was in decline already. Go back and look at the numbers, Buster. I, you and I probably talked about this on LA Radio <laughs> at the time. He was in decline already, and there's no other position to play, right? He'd started it. He played a little outfield. He was a first Aaron Judge is a five-tool athletic guy who they're playing in center, and he's playing well right now, right? A little bit different, I think. Oh, he's playing great. Yeah, well, and uh, he also is, you know, at 30 years old, so you're paying for the back half of his career in theory. I do wonder if uh, the Yankees behind the scenes, if you gave them truth serum, they would acknowledge that, yes, they are saying, okay, we, we may not pay Aaron Judge now, but you know what? We might be paying Juan Soto. We might be paying Shohei Otani. We've got other guys, other great players potentially coming down the pike. But sir, uh, with the MLB trade deadline coming up, where do we stand with Juan Soto? Because I keep hearing his name floating around everywhere, especially since the home run derby. Yeah, Jay, he's going to be the biggest name uh, who's going to be traded, I believe, before the deadline. And I know there are executives with other teams that believe that, too. Uh, you know, the Nationals have made it clear to other teams. They're, they're willing to take offers. Uh, they want major league-ready players. I think the two teams that could be most motivated, San Diego Padres, maybe the Toronto Blue Jays, both of those teams are trying to win. Uh, I don't think those two clubs would necessarily be worried about signing Soto long-term. They would just be excited to have him, uh, at the very least, for the next two and a half years. Dodgers-Yankees presumably will be involved. Maybe the Texas Rangers will be involved. Uh, and It's clear that the relationship between the team and the player, uh, after he didn't agree to that deal, may not necessarily be the best. You guys saw the, the note. Scott Boris confirmed the Nationals would not fly uh, Soto uh, in a private plane the other night uh, leading up to the home run derby. Uh, and the Nationals should have done that. And, oh, by the way, Scott Boris also could have done that as well <laughs> as his agent. He certainly could have arranged that. Uh, I think this leaked out, uh, This all this news leaked out. Uh, it was good for both the team and the player because it set value benchmarks as we move forward in this conversation. So, Buster, how likely is it for a team like the New York Yankees and you see the relationship with Aaron Judge and him basically not wanting to be there, but he's going to finish this year out, how likely is it for them to get a player like Juan Soto, who happens to be a left-handed bat that they uh, would really, really uh, wish wish for on their roster? Yeah, and how much fun would that be for the rest of the year uh, to see the Yankees have a 2-3-4 in their lineup of Judge, Soto, Stanton. Think about that. Uh, that would be that. That would be pretty fun to watch. But I, I still think that in the end, both the Dodgers and the Yankees will look at this in the same way and say, you know what? We love the player. We would be interested in in uh, in having the player with our team. But are we willing to give up the boatload of prospects that it would cost, knowing that he's going to be a free agent two and a half years, knowing that Scott Boris would have all kinds of leverage, guys. Soto's contract, clearly, after turning down $440 million, it's going to start with the number five. It's going to be $500 million plus. And so I don't think the Yankees or Dodgers and how they're run are necessarily going to be the Buster, teams that are going to step that. up and say, we want to give up prospects and we want to give that contract. Let me ask you something about this just off the top of my head. I don't know. When, they, when we say the average annual is 29 and change for Soto, the offer, so it took them 13, you know, however, however many years, so it's the 440, actually the average annual value was low. 
but they were buying out years of arbitration too, right? So, so th- correct. So that's so by the time if he gets to free agency, he's no longer twenty three. He's not a center fielder, right? He's a corner outfielder who at this point is looking at age twenty six by the time he's a free agent. And now suddenly the length of that deal is going to be different. Are you? Are we sure it starts with a five? Are we sure that yes. contract starts with a five? Max, this is going to make your head explode. If you trade Juan Soto at age 23, it's going to be the most significant player traded at a young age since Babe Ruth. You know this. That. Is he that is His generation's Ted Williams in terms of his ability to hit for power, his domination of the strike zone, his, his willingness to take a walk. But do he we know is, age as well, Buster? Because, like, you know who else is exactly like that but from the right side? Frank Thomas. Like, before there was an Albert Pujols, there was a Frank Thomas. Controlled the tr- strike zone, drew a billion walks a year, hit for good power, hit for a high batting average. He was the right-handed Ted Williams. But he didn't age well with that skill set because he wasn't, like, an athletic, you know, up-the-middle type guy. Or, uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Soto will age great, but I don't know. To, to your point, maybe the comp in terms of what you're thinking about what he's going to do in his mid-late 30s might be Giancarlo Stamp, right? Yeah. Uh, where you get a guy who, I mean, he clearly he's a terrific athlete now. He's not necessarily a great outfielder, but he'll be serviceable. Uh, in the middle of your lineup. Uh, mid yeah. and late 30s. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of your lineup. Uh, and he's, still hit such, he's such a different type of hitter that I think there'll be teams dying to have him. That is the great buster only, ladies and gentlemen. ESPN MLB insider and host of Baseball Tonight podcast. Thanks a million, Thanks, Buster, guys. for jumping on with us, as always. All right, Buster Bus. See ya. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you 
to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Harry Douglas in for Key today. Scott Satterfield, Louisville head coach, is with us now. Good morning, coach. What's up, coach? Good morning. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. How about yourself? Doing great. Commissioner Jim Phillips said, and I quote, coach, I will continue to advocate for college athletics to be a healthy neighborhood, not a two to three not two to three gated communities. How do you feel about where college football seems to be headed with mega conferences? Well, you know, I think it's something that has been talked about for years. I think um, I, I've been hearing about that to, you know, at least 10 years ago. And, you know, and I think um, there's obviously still the talk. I think, you know, there's, there's been a lot of movement, obviously, in college football, I think. But there's, there always has been a lot of movement. I mean, I, you can go back and, um, I mean, and, and look, just even even Louisville, you know, has, has jumped some conferences over the, the last 20 years. And, um, you know, and I think, um, you know, we're still seeing that. We're seeing conferences move and, and jump around. And, and I think, um, you know, but everybody's just trying to get the best spot for them and their school. Coach, how are you guys managing everything happening with NIL and how, how much has changed the landscape of the sport? Yeah, man, that's, that's been huge, uh, obviously. And, um, you know, I think, you know, whenever they passed the rule, uh, you know, over a year ago, and I think, you know, we, we did a good job here at Louisville just trying to get ahead of that and to figuring out that, you know, we're in a city where we feel like we can have some great opportunities for our student athletes here. Um, there's a lot of great businesses here that, that want to get involved and, and that have gotten involved um, over the last, um, you know, year. And, and certainly as we move forward in, in, in recruiting and, and, and the transfers, um, you know, NIL is certainly playing a part in that. I think we've seen that all, all across the country. Um, and, and, we've, and we've had we've had a part of that here at Louisville, and our guys have benefited from it. And I think, um, you know, the, the good thing about us at Louisville is that we were ahead of the game. And I think that's I – mean, we've seen that in, in, in some of our recruiting efforts that we've had this past offseason and, and also in the, uh, in the transfer portal. Yeah, Coach, I want to talk to you about the, your 2023 recruiting class. It reminds me a lot of that 2003 recruiting class. You got a lot of four-star guys in that, um, a five-star here and there. But what has been kind of the chess piece of being able to get these guys, not from just one region, but from all over, to be able to commit to Louisville, um, being, being highly rated coming out of high school? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, number one, I think, you know, we've, we've – you know, invested in, in, in hiring some guys in our building that, that have really helped over the last couple of years. And, you know, because if you're getting commitments and, and it's a lot of time and effort we've put into it over the last year and a half. And and what happened with us is, you know, we, we ended up landing some, some high-profile players that really like to recruit. And I think that's huge. And I think, um, you know, you go back, uh, you know, when Teddy uh, Bridgewater committed here and ended up bringing a – a bunch of guys with him. I think, you know, any time you can get like a quarterback like that, I think that that has a great persona um, that, that wants to surround himself with some great players and they're going to 
do a lot of, lot of effort out there uh, behind the scenes to try to get those players to come out. And, man, they visited here. They've loved it. Um, and we've gotten a lot of guys to jump in the boat. And I think, um, you know, we're not done yet. I think we're going to continue to to fill this class up with some great players. And, and this will be, you know, hopefully the best class that, that we've ever signed here at Louisville. The defense led by Coach Brown, who is phenomenal. Um, had a chance to talk to him down there at the Falcons facility when they were just down there, the defensive side of the ball. But you have guys like Yaya Diaby. You look at Yashir Abdullah, Monty Montgomery, uh, Kittrell Clark, Kendrick Duncan. What role are those guys going to be able to play for this defense for them to be able to take the next step in the ACC? Yeah, I mean, you know, Coach Brown does an outstanding job. You know, that was one of the, the hard things. When we first got here, the defense, you know, was, was not very good um, at all. And then, you know, we've kind of been building that thing out. And last year, Monty gets hurt and Cottrell Clark gets hurt. And, you know, it kind of hurts a little bit more. But I think, you know, a lot of these veterans that are coming back, they're, they're great players, they're great kids, and, they, and, and they're hungry. And they've been training with the chip on their shoulder, and I think, you know, we got a great nucleus of players that are, that are that you just mentioned, as well as some guys we brought in in the offseason through through the portal that have some great experience. You know, Brownlee started 11 games at Florida State at corner last year. Uh, you know, he's going to be a great player. You know, Jermaine Lowe comes – he's a first-team All-Pac-12 from Arizona State, d lineman. It's about 320 pounds. That's going to give us some size on the inside. So, you know, you, you, we got some good pieces of the puzzle that's going to be here on that side of the ball. Um, hopefully this will be our best defense we've had. You know, we've scored a, a lot of points over these last two or three years, but, you know, that's kind of been the Achilles heel is stopping people. And, and this year, you know, we got to go out there and we got to stop people going to win the ACC. Coach Scott Satterfield, Louisville head coach, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, appreciate you guys. You know, take care. Thank you, take Coach. Care. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas is in for Key this morning. What do you think, Harry? What, 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 where are you on the mega conferences? Um, I'll say this. Uh, Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, when you look at the ACC, the ACC has been a, the power conferences, uh, conference for a long time. Look at the last 15 national champions, 11 came from the SEC. So when you look at the Big Ten, only one team in those years has won a national championship. That was Ohio State. So am I upset at Kevin Warren for doing it? You can't really be upset because you get to the point to where you think, okay, if he just sits, sits back and let the SEC continue to grow and get better and better, then the Big Ten is going to get left behind. Um, my thing is, and I tweeted this out one day, is like I don't understand why you have a conference like the ACC, the Big, the Big 12, and – the Pac-12, why can't they just combine and form their, their own thing? But one of the main things that's on the table is trust issues because you don't know who's going to um, continue to go forth for what they say they're going to do. That's one of the biggest issues, I think, is trust. It's going to become more fascinating, I think, for the ACC conference, right? Because uh, we've talked about the Big Ten. We've talked about the SEC as some of these conferences potentially can pick off some of these schools that kind of fit their geographical footprint, right? Yep. You've heard that about North Carolina uh, multiple times. Like, does that fit into the SEC? Um, so, to me, like how that works and the amount of money Max being thrown at some of these schools. I mean, just look at USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. That's huge. Like the though, Jay. Financial incentive for That's a lot huge. of these kids to fit into where the game is actually going. That's going to be a huge you know, part. I'm sure like this is, this is not an original thought or anything, but when you look at the SEC, there's a, there's a structural built-in advantage that will always be there, no matter what the other conferences do, which is this. Southeastern Conference 
is based in an area where the population density is low. And as a result, there aren't a lot of professional teams. You know, when you look at who dominates, Alabama. What's the pro team in Alabama? The answer is Alabama, Alabama. football, right? Mm-hmm. Clemson, South Carolina. None. There's no pro team in South Carolina. Georgia has, the, has, has teams, but, but there's a very big difference between urban and rural Georgia, right? Big difference. So they're, they're dealing with a – of course, that is their franchise. That, that's everyone in those states – are interested exclusively in those places. Mississippi, that, you don't Mississippi, have a Mississippi, you go. Louisville, like Louisville, you have no, you have Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky right. you have no pro teams, no there. pro teams. So the interest in those programs and therefore the boosters, the fans, everything is always going to be better than anywhere else yep. structurally. If you want to counterbalance that, you can find other areas like that, but. I don't care how good the Big Ten gets or the or the you know what is it now the uh, or the Big Twelve whatever like Pac Ten Pac Twelve Big Ten Big it's it, you're going to have to create if you want a counterbalance to the SEC you're going to have to start combining other places anyway. Well, I, I will say this: when you look at USC and UCLA, UCLA wasn't bad last year. USC with Lincoln Riley, um, they just got a, a transfer from. Uh, Oregon, Travis died. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're running back. They're running back. They got the Blitnikoff Award winner uh, from Pittsburgh to come transfer. They got Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams, the quarterback, to transfer. If Lincoln Riley can continue to recruit the way he is and keep those kids in California and USC can be back to where we've seen it when Pete Carroll was there, I think the Big Ten will be able to catch up to the SEC oh, yeah. because you got to remember now, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Riley's not there anymore. Right. So now we have to go off, okay, what are they going to be coming up? Texas? Texas hasn't been good since Mac Brown left. It, but it's all a reaction to the dominance of the SEC. Exactly. Yeah, and, and this is like natural systems eventually will try to find some kind of equilibrium. And, but the and chess piece is got, Notre Dame. What's no, that? Notre Dame is a chess piece. That, that's a big one for sure. All right. Our early picks for NB, MVP in the NBA are coming right up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max were presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas in for a key today on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 
So the one thing that I always find very, very entertaining is the level of roasting that occurs at award shows, in particular the ESPYs, right? We've seen this multiple times. We've seen Drake roast people. Uh, we've seen Peyton Manning roast Kevin Durant infamously, right, uh, paneling over to KD on a joke about winning titles and chasing rings and things of that sort. And we heard Steph last night do it with LeBron James. Take a listen to this, and let's break it down afterwards. I am the second NBA player to host this award show, which is kind of crazy to think about. LeBron James, he hosted the, uh, this award show back in 2007 after losing in the NBA Finals. <laughs> so, yes, uh, you guessed it. This, uh, this feels better. So he got Bron. Bron wasn't there, though. Uh, he got Grant Williams, who was sitting there, like one of the first two rows who played for the Celtics, joshing him about winning a championship, stuff like that. And it just it, it leads me to, like, I'm a personal kind of dude, right? So I'm getting invited to fly all the way out here for this event to hang out with my boys and sit here in front of the camera and get roasted and not be able to say anything, HD. Like, not be able to clap back. So, like, I'm you just got to laugh, if, if man. You, you got to be a good sport. That's, that's all. That's fine. Yo, but I'm, I'm taking out with me. I'm going to see you again. But if I, like, would you take an SV roast with you, you did, moving forward? You better believe it. Because, okay, see, see, Grant yes. Williams, let me tell you why I should have hit Grant Williams in the heart. He was a no-show in the finals. Mm-hmm. That's why it should have really hit. LeBron, n- not necessarily because LeBron has the championships. He's been there. He's beaten Steph. Um, the greatest season that they had uh, in, in Golden, well, almost in, in, in history, in history, NBA history, uh, being down 3-1, coming back yep. and, and winning. So LeBron's LeBron, fine. He's yeah. fine. He don't care. But Grant Williams, though? Oh, he better take that person. And literally that morning, Grant Williams was on a podcast where he was stating that he thought that the Boston Celtics were the better team, but Golden State was more disciplined. And it became like this viral That's part thing. of being a good yeah. team is discipline. Come on, man. Uh, 1,000%, <laughs> right? But like that goes back to the pettiness of Steph. Because I'm sure, like, Draymond got those rabbit ears. And I'm sure Draymond makes sure that Steph and Clay hear everything. So, like, seeing that side of Steph, actually, it makes me, like, I kind of like that Steph is turning into a villain a little bit. He's, I, don't, I wouldn't say villain. I would say, no, like, like I would say edgy, he's, like he's turning alpha in the league. Yeah, he's turning he feels alpha. Like, he feels like after this, as it's I've his. been saying the whole time, once he really was the MVP and the best player on the floor and arguably the best player in the world for the first time in his career, he can stand up on that stage say, and say him. what the hell he wants because who – like, you know what? Until today, you could say something to Steph. the hell can you say to Steph now? Now you can't say anything to Steph. And he's feeling it. I'm good for him. I mean, that just turns into the whole GOAT conversation I know Kendrick Perkins brought up. Like, I still don't see that yet. GOAT. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. Uh, you know what? Even if they win two or three more <laughs> oh, championships, I don't know. Oh, Max not, got fired up. Kendrick Perkins on NBA mm-hmm. Today. Here's the quote. There I go. <laughs> Early prediction. I got Anthony Davis winning MVP next season. Want to hear him say it? Yes. Yeah, I want to hear it. Here's, here's straight from the horse's mouth. We all can agree that Anthony Davis is a top five talent right now. And healthy Look, Anthony Davis healthy. I actually have Anthony Davis picked as my MVP uh, uh, winner for next season. Early prediction. I think Anthony Davis is going to come back with something to prove. 
Anthony Davis has been waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, getting in workouts, going three days. Anthony Davis looks in phenomenal shape. Anthony Davis has been hearing all the noise, all the chatter. Just remember, two years ago, we were actually having a conversation about who would we rather, Giannis Antetokounmpo or Anthony Davis. That's how elite Anthony Davis was on both ends of the floor. Mm. So when I think about Anthony Davis, in my opinion, one of the most skilled big man to ever play the game of basketball. It's nothing that he doesn't have in his arsenal offensively on the offensive end. So when I look at Anthony Davis and I look at a Darvin Ham, a coach that's going to put a key in his back, I look at Rasheed Wallace being over there as an assistant coach, I got Anthony Davis motivated and I got Anthony Davis winning the MVP next season. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> if Anthony Davis gets into over 60 games, he can be an MVP candidate. He can absolutely be an MVP candidate, especially LeBron's a year older. And I think one of the reasons AD's stats haven't been higher on the Lakers is because LeBron is a basketball genius and the runner of an offense. He's really a point guard. He understands what gives his team the best chance to win. And even though his temperament is pass first, he's got more magic in him than Michael. He's so physically dominant and such a great scorer that he often recognizes, actually, I need to score this for the team right now. But if he starts to feel he's at a point in his career where, where actually, no, right now the best option is to feed this guy to score, not because he's not a team player otherwise, but because literally he was a better option than anyone else on the team every point of his career. If he starts to feel, no, that's AD, and he starts feeding AD, AD might average an easy 30 points a game with double-digit rebounds, blocks, I mean, why not? It could have, if he, all he's got to do is stay healthy. Oh, whoa! Oh, yes. oh that's so easy oh. to do. Oh, say it for me again, Max. Oh, you got to roll your eyes Easiest at me. Easiest thing in the world. Just simple stay caveat. Just stay the simple caveat. Just play three fourths of the year. Like that's just been easy for Anthony Davis. It has been very difficult for AD, but it doesn't mean it can't be done. Do so, we? Are, so, are wait, we so, thinking it'll never happen? No, I'm not saying it's oh, never no, going to happen. Anything so, can happen. But let's advance the ball, Max. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, after hearing KP saying that, are you buying stock? On Anthony Davis being the MVP next season, are you buying not, that? Stock? I wouldn't say MVP, but it's an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice because there's it, a lot to play for. It, you know what it is? If you were betting, it's a good value. The odds it's on a it, great value. The odds on it are going to be wider than the reality is going to be, right? So that, so, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't place that bet unless you start talking odds to me. If I get some crazy odds, and I, I wonder what, what are the odds on AD being MVP this year? I'm sure they're posted somewhere, right? Have to, I mean, it has to be pretty good. Good odds. I just have some few things in mind. Go ahead, a guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo, who I thought got better last year from winning a championship the year before. He just got caught without Chris Middleton. I think he's going to be coming with the vengeance. Luka didn't come into the NBA season last year in shape. Went to the conference championship in the West on the on the, on the West side. I think he's going to be more more motivated. I think he's going to put up crazy numbers. Embiid got cheated out of. I thought. Um, the MVP this year should have won it over Jokic. You have a guy named Kevin Durant. You have Ja Morant who chim- climbing up chimneys and won't all the smoke. <laughs> so check this out. I got the odds everybody. up in front of me. Early odds. Ready? 2022-2023. Um, this is according to, let's see, some website here. Anyway, Luka Doncic is the favorite. He's yep. plus 460. That means you've got to put 100 bucks. You put 100 bucks down, you can win $460. That's if what I'm Luka wins. Okay. That's what I'm taking. Joel Embiid is plus five fifty. One hundred to get you five hundred fifty dollars. That's who I'm taking right today on July. Giannis 21st. is six fifty. One hundred to get you six hundred fifty dollars. Jokic is plus one thousand. Even though he's the reigning back to back MVP, that kind of makes it harder to win three in a row. Okay, 
So if you bet a dollar, you get 10 back on Jokic. Steph Curry plus 1,300. Same thing with Tatum. Same thing with KD. Plus 1,500 is Ja Morant. You bet a dollar, you get 15 back on Ja. Kawhi Leonard is plus 2,200. LeBron James plus 2,400. If you bet a dollar on Devin Booker, you get 30 bucks back, okay, if he wins MVP. Trey Young plus 4,600. Butler plus 4,600. Anthony Davis, if you bet a dollar and he wins MVP, you get 50 bucks. It's a good value because I don't think that Luka Doncic is more than 10 times more likely to win MVP than AD. But that's what the odds say he is. So you're, you're, you're betting it, bank it because of the odds. Yeah, I think, in other, words, in other words, in other words, uh, do I think it's going to happen? No, but actually, you don't think Luka's plus 460, meaning it's because there's so many players in the league, it's much less likely to happen exactly. than it is to happen. Yep. No, I don't think it's going to happen. But is it a good bet? Yes, it is. It is a good it's bet. It's a good bet at those odds. And I might just throw, <laughs> we'll throw a little hundred dollars back at nah, five G's. I may throw a little five hundred on it. it just in case. <laughs> I agree with I, I agree with Big Perk that there is a lot at stake. You feel like for Anthony Davis, considering what's happened the last two years, just with him being hurt, him not playing over fifty games, right? And that there's a him to come back with a vengeance. But I also believe there's a vengeance to come back for Joel Embiid. I believe there's a vengeance for Giannis last year. Ding ding ding. Who? you know, gave up like a 50-point triple-double in the NBA Finals to close it out. And he feels like they could have won it again this year. By the way, don't lose sight of the fact that he was on the bench caught crying after they lost to the Boston Celtics. Like, like a baby. Like it means something to him as well. So I hear all this stuff about working out, being in the gym at 4 in the morning. <laughs> There's a lot of other dudes who have the same kind of venom ah, but that are the approaching the game. Is, but the difference is, Jay, it just occurred to me now after this whole show you've been using that line, just occurred to me the difference here. Little sleight of hand Jay used. Yes, everyone else is also working out. However, the significance of saying AD is working out is not about him raising his game. It's about him staying on the floor. So you can say no, no, you can no, make no, the no. same argument for Kawhi though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But when oh you say Embiid is working, these guys have already played most of full seasons. The issue for them is not, hey, can you get even better? Even though, of course, that's always the issue for everyone. Same thing with AD. All we're saying about AD being a potential MVP is. If he stays healthy, he'll be in the running. So the working out with AD really points out he's trying to stay healthy. I, I, I guess the question is though, AD's always worked out throughout the summer. Maybe like not this. Maybe not at this. I don't know. I haven't. He's wearing I, himself we're, down. We're, we're going based upon what he's we've like heard from people, games. right? Yeah. I, I'm not sure, but like, I, I guess the same question is, you know, when people have said, "Is he taking care of his body?" The question leads to, how are you working out differently? Mm-hmm than the way you typically have been working out. From the past, yep. So that's the question, regardless of what I hear, we're going to ask ourselves going into next season. That's right. And, and, and to your point earlier, Jay, there's never a lot of room in the top five. When people are like, it's what, hard, he's not man. top five? It's Go hard, any top man. five. It is hard. There's not a lot of room. He's a top five player of all time. Really, who are you taking out of the top five? <laughs> it ain't easy. Is AD a top five talent even? I don't know. Top ten, Yeah. Like, is the next hotel that Harry Douglas stays at when he comes to New York? Will it be a top five hotel in New York? It better be. You you better believe that. 22 flights of stairs. last night. No elevator, 22 flights of stairs. No AC in the summer. Good job, HD. As always, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.